welcome to Nerd of Paradise. I'm your host, Kate, and you're listening to episode 14. This episode is our Phoenix Comic Con 2016 Spectacular, and it was a great time as always. So basically this episode is just going to be an overview of my Phoenix Comic Con adventures this year and some of the interviews I was able to snag. Yeah, first of all, it was hot. Like, I mean, I know you're thinking it's Phoenix, sure it's hot, but it was really hot. (laughs) Even for Phoenix, it was like 117 degrees Fahrenheit. And I mean, yeah, just hot, but you gotta hand it to all the nerds. They braved the heat and even in their cosplay and everything like that, they were there. And this year, Phoenix Comic Con broke attendance records. It was crazy. For their unique attendance, which is the combined total, um, which is the the number they've been reporting uh, yearly, this year they had 106,096. And that's up from 75,501 from the Phoenix Comic Con 2015. So, wow, that is like a crazy jump. And it still kind of blows my mind because I have the Phoenix Comic Con Wikipedia page up here. And the first one is reported in June of 2002. It was held at Best Western Hotel in Aotuki, Arizona, with an attendance of 432. So that was just 2002. So jump ahead 14 years, we go from 432 to 106 thousand people. That is insane. Congratulations, Phoenix Comic Con. I mean, obviously the force is strong with you guys. The nerds want their con and Phoenix Comic Con is such a great place for nerds to come and hang out and just to be nerdy together. I mean, that's all there is to it. It's so much fun and If anyone's listening to this who has not ever been to Comic-Con, I would highly recommend it. And you don't have to wait a whole year. You just have to go to FanFest in October, which I think is probably going to be a little smaller than this, probably. I know this is going to be a new location for FanFest, but yeah, I guess we'll see. I'm sure it's going to be just as awesome. So for Phoenix Comic-Con for me... Um, unfortunately, I was not able to attend all four days. I was able to go about two and a half days, which is still awesome, and I definitely packed so much into those two and a half days that I definitely made it count. So, some of my highlights were, I mean, there were some amazing guests this year, like, uh, for Doctor Who, there was Alex Kingston and Billy Piper, which I was able to sit through both of their panels. Love them. They were both awesome, awesome people. Um, I would have loved an interview with one or both of them, but that was not going to happen. Um, I didn't get to go to a whole lot of the main headlining panels. The only other one I did was Robert Beltran, who is Chakotay from Star Trek Voyager. He was also awesome. He was hilarious. Like I wasn't expecting him to be so hilarious and sarcastic, but... I liked him a lot. And maybe next year when I don't have to take as much time off for my European trip that I have coming up, um, maybe I'll have a little extra vacation time to take off to spend some extra time at Phoenix Comic Con. But I mean, as always, like, the the smaller panels were great. I 
I hit a couple Star Wars panels, which were awesome, which um, you can probably hear me talk more about those on Blob of the Hut on the, the episode where we talk about my Phoenix Comic Con adventures concentrated more towards the Star Wars aspect of it. Um, yeah, there was lots and lots of really, really amazing cosplay. I mean, it's just incredible the the passion and the dedication that people put towards these costumes and it's really something to see. Uh, I also had a little bit of fun with cosplay on Saturday. I was Maz Kanata, or as I call it, Maz Kate Nada from Star Wars The Force Awakens. Um, so it wasn't super dedicated um, cosplay. Like, I didn't sew a costume or anything, but I did have orange body paint and, you know, just some, you know, like the color of clothing that she wore. And I tried to accessorize and... I'll have to post a few pics of that. It turned out pretty good and it was a lot of fun because everybody was recognizing her and yeah, it was super fun. Okay, so why don't we just get into my actual content that I have that I recorded on site at Phoenix Comic Con 2016 and then you'll hear from me again at the end. All right, so day three at Phoenix Comic Con. Um, Me and my friend are waiting for the Billy Piper panel and I'm here with my friend Linda. It's her first time at a con. Or actually not, you've been to the Star Trek one, but this is your first time at Phoenix Comic Con. So what are your initial thoughts? There's a lot of people here. <laughs> yeah, it, I think this is definitely gonna be like a record-breaking year for attendance. Cause like even yesterday, Friday, which is normally like one of the lighter days, it was packed. So what's been like your some of your favorite cosplay that you've seen here so far? Well, there was a Sharknado. That one was good. <laughs> Very creative. There's way too many Bens or, or uh, Kylo. Kylo Ren's. Um, lots of uh, I forgot her name. Ray. Ray. Yeah. Um, but. The little ones are cute. The ones that are playing Ray, the little kids are cute. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's fun. People watching and seeing all the different costumes. And there was a Cheshire cat. That was cool. That was cool. I had like purple and pink feathers, like boas. Boas, yeah, that was cool. We should have taken a picture. She was pretty cool. Yeah, we should have taken a picture of her. Maybe we'll see her again. But it was fun letting the Kyler and know that had the sign for us. <laughs> Luke Skywalker that we found Luke Skywalker and he took off and he took off I mean like a bat it was like like, she was gone he ran off and that was cool um what what did you think of the sales floor huge sales floor lots of items um was able to find the items I was looking for for Doctor Who did you find the droid you're looking for (laughs) um did not find the droid I was looking for but there was a robot called Awesome. Oh, oh yeah, the awesome box robot. Yeah, that was cool. Brown on D batteries. That was cool. Yeah. He even had a robotic type sounding voice. That was cool. Yes, yes. So, yeah. I know. We still got more to do after this panel. Are you excited to see Billy Piper? Yes, very excited to hear her talk. That's going to be cool. I've never seen her before. So that'll be awesome. So, uh, But the people that are in the very... Uh, Head to toe furry bunny and yeah. uh, wolf, and they they got to be sweating right now. Yeah, today it's pretty warm. is 
by I think probably the hottest day of the year so far. It's 117. 117. Yes. Yeah. So, so they they've got to be quite warm. Inside it's fine, but like as soon as you step outside, it's so hot. It's ridiculous. Gotta love Phoenix. Yes. And the food prices are a little pricey, but yeah. we'll we'll get through it. <laughs> yeah. I know we gotta go eat after this. We'll probably walk off site <laughs> to get food. I'm thinking. Yes. So I'm over here at Phoenix Comic Con, and I found the Wayward Nerd booth. What's up, guys? Hi. Nice to see you. You too. So I recognize that name. I follow you guys on Twitter and stuff. So. What is it that Wayward Nerd does? Well, thank you, first of all, for following us. We love that. <laughs> and uh, we are a website that caters to nerds and geeks that travel. Uh, we cover all the different Comic-Cons, uh, plus we have um, a section of Nerdy Places uh, and Wayward Adventures. And one of the Wayward Adventures we have is a PDF that you can download off our website that is uh, a trip to Death Valley. Uh, to go to the Star Wars filming locations. Really? So, that is relevant to my interests. <laughs> yes. Um, the scene where Obi-Wan Kenobi says to Luke Skywalker, a bigger hive of scum and villainy we will not find, we must be cautious, that was actually filmed at Death Valley, not in Tunisia. Oh. So we have done a itinerary for people so they can do it themselves. It's super easy. Uh, Two-lane highway the whole way, paved cool. road, no hiking involved. Uh, they actually set up the filming crew in the parking lot of Dante's Peak, so you don't even have to hike, and you get the, the most isolated overlook, and it's beautiful. Oh, wow. That's so, so cool. So where do we find that? That's on waywardnerd.com, okay. and it'll be I'm under Wayward Adventures. Yeah. That that's awesome. So the other thing we do, in, in addition to covering the different Comic-Cons, is we have Nerd Buys, and Nerd Buys is a curated list of uh, fandom uh items that you can buy and what's great about it is if you have a, a family member that needs to buy you a gift you can just tell them to go there uh, usually the fa fandoms have six to ten items on there that we've already looked at and said hey these are cool things uh, and then that way you kind of already know that they're not going to get you something like a Darth Vader shower head <laughs> that you might get something a little bit cooler like a BB-8 rolling suitcase yeah. so yes exactly That's cool Sweet. All right. Do you have like any like tips or tricks for cons for people? Sure. Um, well, the first thing would be to go to our website beforehand, follow us on Twitter, because before each con that we cover, and everything on our website, someone from Wayward Nerd has been to. We're not an aggregate site. It is all unique content from hmm. us. Um, so we will do a trip, uh, uh, tips and tricks for every uh, con that we're heading to. Oh, nice. So like for Phoenix, one of the things that was on that. Uh, guide is to bring a lanyard because uh, yeah. phoenix doesn't give lanyards right. uh so you bring your own or you can always stop by our booth and get one because mm -hmm. we give them away cool uh and so uh in the water and the extra water <laughs> or to bring a water bottle yeah because there's there's the water fountains throughout yes my little darth vader oh there you go and i have an r2d2 <laughs> around here somewhere awesome yes and so yes I know. Stay, <laughs> stay hydrated yeah. um, and then also plan your food Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of people don't, they're just like, oh, we'll have lunch at noon and don't plan ahead for right. that. And then you don't because either something occurs yeah. or uh, or like, oh, I want to go through this thing. Or you realize that the lines are epic and there's no, yes. there's no there, tables. <laughs> so it's better to have a big breakfast mm -hmm. and then try to go to lunch around two when yeah. the lines are less. 
and to kind of have a plan and a tag team plan if you're going with more than awesome. one person. Cool. So, and cons are very family friendly. Yeah. That's the other thing. Don't be afraid to bring your family. Yeah, that's awesome. Cool. What was your name? Mary. Mary. It was nice to meet you. It was nice Thanks to meet you. Thanks for talking. All right. So I'm outside at Phoenix Comic Con at the different cars they have set up. Lots of zombie cars and stuff, but there's some really cool um, Jurassic Park cars. So I'm going to ask this guy. <laughs> Hi, can I ask you a few questions for a podcast? I might be able to answer a few questions. Okay, so this is the Jurassic Park motor pool. Yes. So is that something like anybody can join? We have a few rules for the motor pool. Mainly you have to have a vehicle and you have to have devotion to the project. Mm-hmm. You, know, you can't just slap on a decal and call it a day. Right. But we accept all sorts of vehicle mix models as long as they fit the tribute theme as you saw with the uh, Miata that's over there. Uh-huh. Cool. A lot of time and money is spent into these vehicles mm-hmm. and most members choose to go with the screen accurate ones. Yeah. So you, uh, quite a few people have the 1987 to 1995 Jeep Wrangler YJs, mm-hmm. and a lot of people have the 1991 to 1994 first-gen Ford Explorers. Uh, cool. We do a lot. Of, we have all the research, and we always welcome more. But our goal is to basically get as many Jurassic Park vehicles as we can and be able mm-hmm. to share our love of the movies awesome. with everyone else. So, how many do you have right now? In, in our group, we have, I want to say, around 270 members Whoa. spread across four different continents. Crazy. We have members that live in Australia, North America, South America, and Europe. Whoa. Wow. Do you ever get people with that have, like, um, get in a car crash or something, and then they just want to try to use the damaged car like, like a dinosaur has wrecked it? We try to restore our vehicles as much as possible, but mm-hmm. unfortunately accidents do happen. Like for mine, a few months back, it was actually vandalized. I'm still oh, wow. working on it, repairing. Oh, so that one's yours? No, I have the Dress Park 42 on the other side there. Oh, okay. Cool. So Very I cool. am working on restorations, but I yeah. will try to come up with some real, gotcha. uh, little story. But as it is right now, <laughs> I'm looking at doing the actual rusted look like they used in Jurassic World. Oh, okay. All right, so I'm here with Tracy Coco. How's it going, Tracy? Good, thank you. Awesome. So you were in Star Trek, right? Yep, the next generation. Awesome. Do you want to tell us about um, the roles that you did for Star Trek? Um, I played Lieutenant J as me, and then um, on Deep Space Nine and Voyager, I played like 13 different aliens. Um, I could name a couple, a Ferengi, a Borg, an Antican, a, um, what was the other one? A Cobarian. Wow. The one with the tongue, I'm not sure the name of that one, but I, I played the, the Bo- a regular Borg, a Borg drone, wow. the Anakin, and then Lieutenant J is me, and then oh, I wow. basically wore every color on the um, on the show. Nice. And then in the movie, I was in the first three of the, our movies that we did, in the first movie I fly the ship and get blown out of my chair by the Klingon sisters, but I don't <laughs> die because I come back in the other two movies. Nice. Um, I played the Borg Queen stunt double. Nice. And, um, yeah, it's so been... So, what's the makeup process like with some of those aliens? With um, the one with the tongue, which I don't know the name of it. It was on Voyager. That took almost five hours. Whoa. The Borgs were pretty entailed, so yeah. they took about maybe three and a half. Whoa, um, crazy. The Ferengis weren't 
that hard. It was more of a pull, you know, a mask, yeah. and then they prosthetic nose thing. And then um, the uh, antican was kind of groovy. That was more of a pull on the head thing, but I had a prosthetic in my mouth, so when I bit down, it would. Weird. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. It was pretty groovy. So were you always a Star Trek fan, or? No, I was not. <laughs> <laughs> but now I am. Now you are. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Any good stories about like fan interactions or well, like right like now I'm meeting you. Right? See, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I love my fans, that's awesome. and they love me too because I'm very approachable. And yeah, I think awesome. I think you know, being a celebrity, you need to do that because yeah. you know, you guys spend a lot of money to come to these things. I mean, come on, really? <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I love right. people, and it makes my day. Yeah. And then after the cons are over, I come home and I'm like de- bummed out, you know, because it's like <laughs> I want to do another one tomorrow. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Sweet. So, um, do you want to tell people how they can find you online and all that good stuff? Yeah, um, I have my URL is Lieutenant J L T J A E and I'm on Facebook as Tracy Coco, and I'm on oh god, I can see I can't think. Uh, blah 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 blah. Uh, Twitter as at Real Tracy Coco, and then I'm on Instagram as Tracy Coco. Awesome. Cool. Thanks. Thank you. Okay, so I'm talking to Carl Godlieb. How's it going, Carl? Pretty good. Thank you. And yourself? Good. So you're a screenwriter. You worked on Jaws? I did indeed, and a number of other movies, too. Awesome. What other movies? Uh, the Jerk, and Caveman, and Which Way is Up, and Richard Pryor, and wow. Dr. Yeah. Detroit, with Dan Aykroyd. Awesome. Some other movies that I didn't get screen credit for, so I don't say <laughs> which movies they were. But wow. yeah, I'm, I've been a professional screenwriter. How did you get into um, that line of work? I was a comedy performer in an improvisational comedy wow. group. And... I got spotted for a television variety show, and after that, I got moved. I moved into movies, and then I produced and directed television. One thing led to another. That's cool. So, um, do you have any good Steven Spielberg stories? Yeah. I probably don't. I I do, but I I don't generally share them. Okay. A, it was a long time ago, and B, he's got so much written and printed about him yeah. that there's not much I can add to that. <laughs> gotcha. So, with, what was your process when you did Jaws? Well, I was hired as an actor first to be in the movie and to help out with some with dialogue changes and things. And then it turned out that the script needed a tremendous amount of work and they needed a writer to do it. And I was going to be there anyway. Is that going to interfere with your uh, podcast? Um, it's fine. Okay. Ambiance. To the listener, they're not cheering us. They're cheering something else out there in the background. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I, I uh, uh, was hired just three weeks before we started shooting, and I did the rewrite as we were making the movie. Wow. And that was uh, tricky, but as it turns out, effective. Yeah. So, um, what do you think uh, the popularity of the movie Jaws was? Why do you think it was so popular? Well, you never know. I mean, you can't make a movie and say, I'm going to put in popular elements. Right. But looking back, you can say, okay, this was a movie in which you had a complicated hero-villain relationship. It wasn't just like a good guy and a bad guy. You had three guys, all of whom were flawed, who had to cooperate to beat this villain. It was not really a villain because the shark was not a bad fish. It was just doing what sharks do. Uh, And there was the issues of the town's 
you know, solvency in their economics, and how do you measure measure the public good against uh, the public damage that the shark does? All you know, a lot of interesting themes, wonderful performances by the actors. Obviously, brilliant filmmaking by a young Steven Spielberg, who was just you know, spreading his wings. So it's just a combination of elements that managed to. You know, it's like lightning striking. You yeah. never know. That's cool. So, are there any current projects that you can talk to us about? Well, I'm writing a romantic comedy, but the pace of filmmaking is so glacial that by the time I finish the script and they find a director and get a star tie in a studio, that takes literally years. So, I mean, if you see a film two, three years from now called Please Do Not Return, and it's a romantic comedy, it's probably the one that I'm working on. All right. Well, we'll keep that in mind. Please do. <laughs> do you want to tell people how they can find you online? And well, I'm on, I'm on Facebook. Uh, I'm on uh, Twitter at uh, Jaws Writer. I think it's Twitter and Instagram. I'm Jaws Writer and Jaws Jawswriter at gmail.com. So I'm not hard to find. Just you know, most of my activity is on Facebook. That's where most of my friends are. Cool. So come and look me up there. Okay, awesome. Thanks for talking. Tell me your name. Kate. Kate. Nerd okay. of Paradise podcast. Nerd of Paradise. Yep. Great. Thank you. So that was pretty much my 2016 Phoenix Comic Con experience. I hope you enjoyed it. It was a great time as always and I just love Phoenix Comic Con and Phoenix itself. It's so cool how the city actually gets in on so much of the nerdy action. The restaurants and all the local establishments and everything are just super into decorating nerdy with comic book characters and nerdy stuff that everyone will appreciate and it's super fun to see and I wish every day could be like that in downtown Phoenix. <laughs> so I guess um, if you like my Phoenix Comic Con coverage you'll hear from me more in October for the Fan Fest and if you want to hear the rest of my coverage from Phoenix Comic Con 2016 be sure to check out the Blob of the Hut podcast where I'll be discussing in further detail Everything Phoenix Comic Con Star Wars related, including a few really cool interviews. So definitely check that out. Um, as far as Nerd of Paradise goes, I will be having another episode out shortly, probably this weekend, about time travel. I am talking to some really cool authors, including my big brother Micah, who you've heard from before. And a couple of other authors who have written in the time travel genre. So if time travel is your kind of thing, don't miss this episode. It's going to be so awesome. I mean, I assume it is. I haven't actually recorded the other interviews yet, but just trust me on this one and definitely check that out. After that, I'll probably be on hiatus for about a month or so at least since I'll be over in Ireland and the UK. But I am definitely planning on recording a lot while I'm on my trip and hopefully I'll have multiple episodes to edit and put together when I come home. As always, I love to hear from you guys. So be sure to follow on Twitter. That's probably the best way to get a hold of me. That's at NFPpod. And you can always check out the website. Oh, and especially for this episode, check out nerdaparadise.net because I'll post some more pictures. And there's the more traditional email if you would like to send in an email, say hey, 
feel free to do that at hello at nerdaparadise.net. All right, I think that's going to do it for this episode. So thank you so much for tuning in. Until we meet again, be sure to stay nerdy.